0: Lock on. Lock on. Lock
1: lock lock on. Lock, lock, lock on
0: lock, lock on, lock on Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. Joining me today as always is Lena McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, are you a In and Out guy or oh, a no. Five
1: Guys? Oh no! <laughs> uh, I, Apparently, I, this
0: is a big thing on Twitter today. I, I must have missed it because I still don't have a Twitter.
1: This is still, I don't know that it was. A big thing. I don't know that it was a big thing as much. But but Dalton Miller and Ben Baldwin were both talking about how In and Out is better than Whataburger. Which, like, I mean. In-N-Out, like, has to get through several uh, uh, rungs of the tourney before they're ready to take on Whataburger, as far as I'm concerned. So, I, I don't even... Yeah. Like, in and outs not even in the competition, as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely pro Five Guys, pro Whataburger.
0: I've only ever had Five Guys. We don't have that many options out here in the the wilderness of, you know, the East Coast. It's just it's not, it's not great. We have yeah. a McDonald's and no Five Guys, like, 30 miles away. So... Yeah, so we're we're limited. Um, coming up on today's show, we're going to preview the Cowboys' cornerback room entering the 2020 season. Uh, and Landon, we've got a lot of names to talk <laughs> about. Um, I, frankly, I don't even know where we should start. Let's let's start with the the new coaches in that room. We have Al Harris, who is going to be you know helping out the corners there. Uh, we talked about George Edwards yesterday, who's going to probably focus more on the linebackers, uh, but he's there. What, what do you think about this uh, this new Cowboys coaching staff in the secondary?
1: Well, you know, I mean, my knowledge of Al Harris, it basically extends to him as a player, you know, and, and what yeah, kind of player true. he was yeah. when he played for Green Bay. Um, you know, it just and I think that you see his playing style and his body type reflected in the kind of players that the Cowboys – you know, have picked up, but also who they, who they mostly had in their stock already, you know, the kind of tall, long physical corners. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think that you, uh, you look at the changes, uh, that the, that they've made in the defensive backfield, uh, you know, as, as far as personnel wise, and it doesn't feel like, there's been much of a change in the prototype of what they're looking not for, at all right it just so, feels okay, like so they really added numbers really
0: right so my question is is this a will mcclay thing does will mcclay like the longer corners yeah and I, the, I think you know what so. i mean rather than a mccarthy thing I, I don't know
1: i think it is i think that you know i think that the the whether it was a uh you know, originally just a a Marinelli or a Kiffin or a richard thing. I, I think that it, it's clear that Will McClay also has an affinity for these kind of long corners, and maybe that's you know why he. Maybe that was part of the you know the, the uh, origin of of those coaches coming in to be the, the defensive coordinators. I don't know, but I do think yeah, that I point. do think that. That This is something that's more than just the previous reg- defensive regime's preference. Uh, I, if anything, I think that the difference to me is the number, like the volume of corners that they got. I mean, they felt the need to add, you know, they added two guys in free agency who are, and we'll talk about each one, but they added two guys in free agency who uh, you think are, Guys who I don't know if they're starters, but they're definitely, you know, like first off the bench type players, right? And then on top of that, you add two more rookies to what you already have with Cheeto, Anthony Brown, uh, and. who am I missing? All the rest of the guys, I guess. With with yeah,
0: uh, Daryl Worley. All yeah, Daryl.
1: Yeah. So it's like you look at you look at the num. I mean, I think that's really the big difference is that they re-signed Anthony Brown, they brought in Daryl Worley and um and Maurice Canaday, uh, and then they drafted another two corners on there. So to me, yeah, you know, there has been talk about moving Shadobi you know, to safety. I, I don't know where they are with that. But to me, right, right. what they I don't think it's just I don't think it's just them trying to throw numbers at the problem. I think that the idea is, is that they want to have a deep and uh varied in talent and skill type uh, uh you know, group of corners that can be deployed in a variety of different ways against a, a variety of different players.
0: I also think it's worthy to mention that. Another guy that the Cowboys had interest in that they also ultimately didn't sign was uh, Drake Patrick. You know, and I mean, he's not here, but I think he certainly fits that mold as a, a long, athletic corner. Um, the one that you didn't even mention, Savion Smith, who they brought over from Jacksonville. Um, you know, a similar style of corner. You know, long, athletic guy that uh, can play on the boundary. So yeah, uh, we're gonna get in. Yeah, we're gonna get into all these guys in a second. Um, let's let's start with. Adobe? because he's really the one that's expected to potentially take a jump now that Byron Jones is gone. There are some whispers that he's gonna maybe cross train at safety or entering year four for Woozie a What are you expecting this season, Landon?
1: I don't know. You know, I mean I think that I don't hate him at corner. Like, I I I think that you know the issue with him at corner has been specifically getting his head around. Uh, in, you know, yeah, when he's, also when he's some
0: guys. bad luck. There's yeah, some, for sure. People you know? have some had great throws and great catches on him. It's kind of unlucky, but go ahead.
1: There's been a lot of times where it feels like he's been in excellent position and the ball either just got past his hands or, you know, like... It feels like he's doing 95% of it right, but that f- last 5% is really hounding him, right? So, uh, you know, I... I, I I think he's a talented, athletic player who has a a, a a nose for the ball when he's looking at it. So I understand the idea of trying to move him to uh, to safety. I think that he still has some value outside as a corner if, if put in the right mm-hmm. position. I, I don't think they should des- necessarily abandon that part. Yes, yet. Um, but I do think that when you look at the group of guys that are in this in this room. Mm-hmm. With with maybe the exception of Trayvon Diggs, who you know still obviously very early in his career, you have to think that a a, a woozy is probably the most talented of these guys, right? So probably, I yeah. Mean, I, I think, think that's think fair. Him and Anthony, or Anthony Brown, right? So like, I tend to think that they're going to try to find a way to you know, uh, like a lot of these guys put him in a position to where he's doing what he does well without having to put him in a position to. You know maybe have his back you know i think they played so much cover one last year that like it constantly was putting Ouzier in the in the in a position to play in a manner that is not comfortable for him with his back to the ball i think i think, it, no. I think it, more opportunity to play in some zone uh more opportunity to see what's going on in front of him i think that is likely to uh give him more opportunity to make plays on the football
0: i, I agree i i I, that's why I think the move to safety makes a lot of sense for him, where he can be watching the ball at all times. And I think that's what maybe the Cowboys see too. Um, I think there's also a part of it where it's just going to be a numbers game, right? There's so many corners on this team that are of similar caliber that if you can shift one over to safety and you make room for somebody else, I think that's, you know, that's an option there too. Um, I just wanted to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or daily driver. Get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Their website is incredibly easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always incredibly low, and the same for professionals and do it yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box to let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Landon, let's talk about another veteran in the secondary. I want to talk about Anthony Brown because I think he's fascinating. Um, we heard rumors last year um, that uh, the Cowboys tried to include him in a trade to, to get Jamal Adams. That didn't end up panning out. Um, and then they he hit free agency, and the Cowboys brought him back to a not a big deal, but a, you know, not a tiny deal either. I think it was like three years, $15 million. Um, It's expected that he's going to play in the slot once again. What are you expecting from Anthony Brown now in year four? Year year five? Year five, right?
1: Year five, right? Uh, Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that signing Anthony Brown was – it was relief, you know, I think because I think the part of the issue with him is that – he could give he could play inside he could play outside he is you know you 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 feel more than comfortable with him being on the field and 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 you know that he can make plays you know is he old is he a you know pro bowl player no is he a uh uh you know the one of the best slot guys in the league I, i don't know about that but i think what you've got is a guy who has the ability to play inside and outside uh has the uh the ability to uh you know cover a, a variety of types of receivers because he you know he even though he's kind of smaller he he does have long arms and he has good speed I mean, he's under he's just a tick under six feet um mm-hmm. and i think that you know what you get with brown is at the very least a another guy who you know what you're getting in as a starter you, at least you now have a starting pair who you know at least know what you're getting out of them and and at the very least you've got all these other guys who you signed in Canada and Worley, who uh i think you could kick inside um to uh i mean i mean that you could kick that that if they if they hit then you could kick brown inside and have him and lewis be kind of the guys battling it out for your slots, the corner. But, but I think that the thing that, that Anthony Brown provided was just stability because he is a good mm. player, solid, you know, he could play inside and out. Uh, and he gives you that kind of flexibility to, if you could figure out your outside corners, he gives you a really good option inside at, at slot corner.
0: So <laughs> this is interesting. I, I, I don't know how much the Cowboys personnel department uses analytics to make decisions. I, I'd like to believe that they they do, but Anthony Brown is actually somebody who the advanced stats absolutely love. Um, you know, really solid out of the slot. Uh, teams' passer ratings against them are always been pretty good. Um, now, he struggled a little bit in 2018, bounced back in 2019 in the nine games that he played, but uh, this is a guy that, you know, most people in the analytic community believe is one of the better slot corners in the league, um, and I expect him to, to do that, uh, again next year. I, I, I expect him to, to get back to that same level that we're accustomed to seeing. So if you have a Awuzie, who I think at the very least is a solid number two corner, you have Anthony Brown, who we like in slot, and if you can find one more other outside corner, I think you can feel okay about this secondary going forward, even without Byron Jones. Um, the other veteran that I wanted to talk about that was returning from last season is Jordan Lewis. Um Man, it just depends on where you fall in the Jordan Lewis fan club. Because a lot of people like him. Some people believe he's the best corner on the team. Uh, other people are not so high on him. Uh, I know his numbers from last year were pretty atrocious. Uh, where do you stand with Jordan Lewis, and how does he fit into this uh, team with all these Goliaths in their secondary? He, he's the the five nine corner. How does he fit in?
1: Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I think he's he's kind of been uh, the the forgotten player in a lot of this. And, and I mean, that's surprising because he's, you know, he's, he's so talk he's been so talked about in previous seasons, uh, as, as, a as a guy that everyone thinks is going to break out or as a guy that, that is, uh, is kind of ready to, to take that next step. You know, I, I think, I, I think that some of us, you know, and it, it sounds like maybe you too, you know, <laughs> were excited and then saw a little bit more of Jordan Lewis and I wasn't exactly thrilled with what I saw, like at different points last year. You know? No, and,
0: he's a I think he's a high variance corner.
1: Yeah. And I agree.
0: I think we saw the low variance last year.
1: Yeah, and I to me it's like he Yeah, I I think that's I think that's really where the uh like some of the love is coming from for him because he does give you uh you know turnovers interceptions sacks, fumbles, yep. sacks he he is kind of that uh you know sort of jalen smith of, of the cornerback group right where he yep. he can create but he also uh can create for the other team maybe mm. um i i tend to think that you know, he's going to come in and this is a real opportunity for him, you know, and I think he's going to come in and put his best foot forward uh, and compete. Uh, And I think that, you know, there's a chance that since he is a guy that, you know, has a a, a nose for the football, he is a guy who knows how to get his hands on the football and know how to, uh, 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 you know, create and and disrupt and, and and actually, uh, uh, you know, not just, you know, the, the previous administration really, Really, just wanted these guys to cover. You know, they really just wanted these guys to be in position uh, and and force the quarterback to make a difficult throw or force the quarterback to look off of that read, hold onto the ball a little bit longer so the pass rush would get there. I think that, that you know, with this new defensive out, outlook of trying to get your hands on the football, trying to turn the ball over, this is as much opportunity as Jordan Lewis is going to get here. Right? I, I don't know that the the size opportunities. You know the size profiles or whatever have changed so much. Like we've mentioned, I think that might might be a McClay thing. But even despite that, this is his best opportunity because they're looking for guys to get their hands on footballs. Uh, this is his best opportunity to make a move and, and not only hoist himself into the starting three, but try to like move his way up, maybe even as the starting two if if things really go well.
0: He just wasn't good in coverage last year. If you want a if you want a an example of how bad it was go watch the week 17 game i know it's week 17 whatever but the cowboys were still fighting for a playoff spot uh and he was atrocious in that game i mean absolutely atrocious uh to look at some of the other numbers in coverage over the last two years he's allowing 69 percent of his targets to be completed over 8.5 yards per target um, yeah, he'll get you occasionally a turnover or two, and you know that certainly looks good when you know you're putting up a video on Twitter to try to get some likes and retweets. But uh, on a snap to snap basis, he's just not very good. Allowed 542 yards last year in five starts. I mean, that's not great. So um, I, I think he's somebody who the hype has gotten a little too high. But I think if you still if he's your fourth corner, you're, you're doing okay. Um, I want to talk about uh, another veteran the Cowboys brought in, Landon, uh, Daryl Worley. And um, the more that I've kind of dug into this one a little bit, it sounds like the Cowboys had an agreement with Worley early on in free agency, but they decided to wait until after the draft uh, for compensatory reasons uh, because he's too good of a player to be on the market that long. I know he had his ups and downs with the Raiders, but uh, in a certain role, he can be a quality starter uh, I'm curious about how you think he fits into this defense because do you think he's going to play on the outside as a corner? Is he going to play in the you know against tight ends? What are you expecting from Worley?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's an interesting player. Um, I, I think that you look at what he did with Oakland, and I, and I do agree. Like he kind of was put into a uh, a tough position in Oakland. You know, Oakland. Oh yeah, had, yeah. had a whole bunch of difficult, uh, difficult injuries that they had to deal with. Uh, And then by the time, you know, he, uh, you know, by the end of the season, you know, he had become basically, and you tell me, you know more than I do. No, he was their top corner. He was their top
0: corner. And the the Raiders play almost exclusively man coverage. So yeah, Yeah. when they got into games where, you know, you're putting him against Tyreek Hill one-on-one, it's not going to look great. Because those aren't the kind of receivers that he matches up well against. But, But again... If you use them against tight ends, yes. that's where you can have some success.
1: And that's what I was just going to say is that you know one thing that he that he did get out of this that was really kind of eye opening was the opportunity to go against a uh, uh, several very talented tight ends while in the mm-hmm. AFC West, including obviously Travis Kelce and, and and some of the guys in Denver who are good as well. So uh, and you know Hunter, I don't know if he actually ever got to get, get to go against the <laughs> Hunter Henry because he's always injured, but
0: <laughs> yeah, not very often.
1: But but yeah, I mean. So I, I, the, the point is that I think you know again kind of going back to what we were talking about, uh, I, I think Whirley is a guy who could play a role for you, right? And at the very mm-hmm. least, he could be a very good special teamer. Maybe even a guy like Chidobi who can give you some safety snaps as you need them, or in packages if you sure. want him to, he could do that. Um, but I think he has a skill set that you know he's done a whole bunch of different things, and, and that's kind of what I wanted to get at earlier is that you talked about. Uh, uh, their interest in um, in uh, Kirkpatrick, yep. Kirk and and they signed Savion uh, and, and uh, Smith, and and they've added Kennedy and and, and they obviously they had a Trayvon Diggs. I mean, Kennedy's not a, a Alabama guy, but but the point of them adding, I think, all of these Alabama defensive backs is not necessarily that they, uh, you know, are going to. Run, you know that the kind of Rip Liz match, you know, c- coverage that right, that right. that they use in Alabama necessarily, but the fact that they play a whole bunch of different coverages and that they understand yeah. how to play and their assignments in a bunch of different coverages, and I think that that's really where we're seeing the kind of additions being made. Is you're getting guys who. Uh, have experience playing a whole bunch of different kind of systems, or at least a whole bunch of different types of looks in coverage, so not necessarily guys who, you know, and it's kind of the opposite in um, in uh, in it, 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 last year, you have a bunch of people who are experts at that position. Like you know, are experts at cover one and cover three. These are guys right. who are good at, at at a variety of different coverages. Who can you you could be allowed to mix and match? You know, week to week. I think Daryl Worley is a guy who, when you play Philadelphia. Could be you know someone that they have lined up over Dallas Goddard or or uh, you know yep, exactly. Ertz you know I think it just the you know just deploying him in certain packages could be extremely useful and I think that that's kind of the idea is they get these guys with mixed skill sets and then week to week figure out the matchups that they want to deploy them in to see how they can best take advantage of their talents.
0: Yeah, it'd be fun to see a package like against Philadelphia, for example, where. You have Awuzie and Worley on the field, basically as your safety is covering the tight end. Maybe, maybe you go with a big nickel look and you keep Xavier Woods on the field um, as a free safety. But uh, I think that's certainly something you could do with uh, these two long athletic corners. Um, we're going to play my favorite game really quickly, Landon. Darryl Worley has started 56 games in the NFL. How old is he?
1: Uh, well, this is cheating because I have his I have his age right in front of me. <laughs> but I uh, it's shocking to say the least. If you want to reveal it to everybody,
0: yeah, he just turned 25 in February. So yeah. to get a corner that's had you know that resume uh, and that is still that young and on a deal that is essentially nothing. Not going to do much better than that in free agency. Um, Just wanted to remind you guys that today's episode of the Locked on Cowboys podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, Right before the show today, uh, I went with one of the orange cream Built Bars. Very, very good. First time having that one. Um, Actually got a new box delivered to my house yesterday, uh, so the wife and I are... Uh, starting to get our way through that if you've never tried a built bar before let me tell you this they are the best tasting protein bars out there it's hard to even explain it it's real chocolate with amazing flavors the best part is it's a low calorie bar with a ton of protein packed in with no crazy additives if you want to get in on built bars just go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on for ten dollars off your first box um Lena, let's go ahead and talk about the rookies we've already you know we spent a lot of time talking about Diggs and reggie robinson pre-draft and then the day after you know the second round of the draft so we we spent some time on them but just kind of quickly how do we think both those guys fit into the cowboys defense this season
1: that's you know the the 10 million dollar question right is uh sure. you know exactly i think especially with digs up top it's like is Diggs gonna you know step in and be kind of that starting number one corner or at least roll out there as the starter right um i i I don't i'm not sure you know the thing is is that as we mentioned we've got we mentioned daryl worley and and brown and and chidobe and we're gonna mention one more vet who i think is gonna be uh, Mm. in the mix here uh that's a lot of numbers for not a lot of spots you know, um, so I think everybody's probably going to make the team except for maybe some of these very down roster guys. Uh, but I think that, you know, as far as how they'll be deployed, who's starting and who's seeing the lion's share of snaps, when you compare, you add in all these rookies, uh, I think it's very difficult to parse. I mean, I, I think you really have to see what you got on the field with these guys first. I mean, obviously the rumors we've heard is that they like Digs a lot and that he likely will be you know, starting at least given the opportunity to start early. I, I would be I,
0: shocked if he's not starting day one. Yeah. I, I would be shocked.
1: I, I, I don't know that Robinson is gonna get that same sort of uh timeline or, or kind of curve. So uh it'll I think Robinson's really kind of the X factor here to see exactly what his learning curve is.
0: Well for his sake I hope he doesn't play much as a rookie. Yeah. You know, I think he's somebody that could use a season to to get up to the speed of the NFL and hopefully You know, the guys ahead of him between Diggs and Owousie and Lewis and Brown, all those guys uh, stay healthy because I do think Robinson could use a little time and then let's see next year. You know, Owousie is a free agent. Jordan Lewis is a free agent. Uh, Maybe he gets his chance then. Um, You mentioned uh, another veteran, Maurice Kennedy, who the Cowboys brought over from the Jets last year, also spent some time with the Ravens. I liked him whenever he played. He's not spectacular. He's not going to be a lockdown corner, but is he a NFL cornerback who can you know be in a top four of a group absolutely what are you expecting from Kennedy
1: I actually like Kennedy a little bit um I think that he has the opportunity to come in and, and be uh one of the top three guys I mean I, I think pro football focus really liked him and, and I was really surprised when I went to go look uh at, at how well they had him ranked but I, I guess it's not that shocking I mean you know he comes from a from Baltimore essentially I mean via Virginia and I think you know he's kind of kicked it around on a whole bunch of teams filled with with talented you know defensive backs, uh, and I think you know probably has picked up a little bit of that in, uh, in there. So uh, again, uh, another guy who is uh, you know only 26 years old, just turned 26, uh, but is but is you know gotten some, some experience here, and, and so I I think last season uh, he uh, had his best year. Uh, with Baltimore getting an opportunity to get some more uh, snaps last year and he played mostly on the outside. Um, so I, I think that, but he does have some experience inside and outside so um, I, I think that what you've got is a, you know another guy who you you don't really know exactly you know what you've got but you have the opportunity that you think that there's some upside there he's still a young player he's starting to come into his own a little bit so maybe you you, you this is you, know, you take a gamble on him and maybe this is a guy that suddenly uh shows up and and, and plays really well for you as as a as a cornerback two or three and, and then suddenly you've got champagne problems of having you know too many good corners and you don't know what to do with them
0: yeah i i liked him a lot when i watched him play last year i like i said mentioned at the top i just think he's a solid cornerback and it's tough to find those guys in today's nfl so uh, we'll see what, where he fits in. Uh, maybe he's somebody that's good enough to warrant some trade action. You know, late into training camp, preseason. If somebody has an injury, maybe somebody comes after another guy ahead of him, which opens up a spot. So, uh, I, I really, really like that signing, um, Landon. Let's finish up with some down the roster guys. Uh, we mentioned Savion Smith, an Alabama cornerback who's kind of flamed out in a couple of different situations. Uh, C.J. Goodwin, who is really a special teamer, but I I don't mind as your last cornerback on the roster. And then everybody's favorite pet cat from the 2019 draft, Chris Westry, uh, 6'4", 200-pound corner from Kentucky, who looks like uh, a giraffe trying to play corner. Uh, Which of these three are you uh, the most excited about this season?
1: Well, I, I would like to see what a draft looks like playing football. I think that would be pretty interesting to say the least. <laughs> I mean, watch
0: Chris Westry I, in preseason match. I, I that's have. exactly it, what it yes, looks like. It is very
1: interesting <laughs> to see. Uh, I, I think, you know, Westry probably lost his, his uh, you know, his supporter uh, in, in, in uh, Chris Richard when he left. Uh, he's still such a big dude. I, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't really have any feel for where he's coming into uh, at this point. You know, I mean, now he
0: did spend the whole season on the practice squad, so they, it, it tells you that they had something there that they liked at least a little bit. I don't know if it was just size or maybe he developed a little bit more during the season. Who knows? Yeah,
1: I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, th- I think for CJ Goodwin, um, you know, I, special teams. Uh, is what's gonna get him on the team? Uh, what's
0: there's just so many guys ahead of him that are more talented. That's the bad thing.
1: I don't see, but that's the thing is that he's uh, he's incredibly talented. A uh, uh, special teamer. I know. You know, I know. like it, he's incredibly talented as a special teamer. It's nuts because you know I, I went back and in, in the last few weeks I've been watching, rewatching games just casually, just for fun, right, and. It's nuts how many times you see him popping up in special teams plays, right? He's like one of the only guys making tackles. Yeah. So I, know. I don't I don't know. I mean, it's tough because the numbers are the way they are. Again, I, I like that he does have uh, some flexibility. Um uh you know, I, I think that it, it, I
0: just I, I just have a hard time believing it's, that
1: it's a numbers thing, man. I mean, it really, That's I, what it is. I, I think ultimately, at the end of the day, because he can play inside and out, because Jadobi can play inside and out, and because you think that maybe Daryl Worley can play inside and out, and by inside and out I mean safety or corner. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it could be very well that that Goodwin's spot comes at the cost of a of a fifth safety, you know, or even a fourth okay, well, safety. Well,
0: I was gonna say, how many safeties do you think this team keeps? Woods, haha. Donovan Wilson, and that's three, right? That's I don't feel good about anybody else. I mean, do they even really have another body there?
1: Darian Thompson, I, and I think they like. Okay, you, so that might, but that
0: might be the the competition then, right? Who's the better overall player between Thompson and Goodwin? Because those guys are probably both special teams players.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that Thompson is definitely a guy that you would feel. Way more comfortable playing defense than CJ Goodwin, uh, but but I mean CJ Goodwin is an exceptional special teamer. Yeah, you know, th- this is know. all part of the math that happens at the cutdown, right? Is you yeah. know is this guy a better special teamer than than this guy is a better backup defensive back? You know, like that's that's the kind of comparison that goes on.
0: Well, I also think there's a chance that they just go heavy at defensive back this year. Because oh, yeah, definitely. I, 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 don't, I don't know how many times we've mentioned in this podcast, but Bones Fossil likes to use defensive guys on special teams. So maybe instead of keeping, I don't know, they've kept seven receivers before. Maybe you just keep six. Maybe instead of keeping four tight ends, you just keep three, right? Uh, I, I think you could, cert- maybe, you know, they've had, I think it was even last year, you know, they've they've ha- had more than just two running backs on the roster. Maybe you just keep Zeke Pollard and uh, Olawali and that's that's just what you roll with into the season. So I think it's certainly possible they keep 10, 11 defensive backs this yeah. year, uh, and they try to just figure it out with, you know, all these different guys. And, you know, because some of them have some position flex, uh, it works out, but... It's going to be fascinating to see who, who makes it, which guys they try to sneak onto the practice squad. I'm sure one of these guys between Westry or uh, Savion Smith will probably be, be on that squad. But um, a deep, deep position. Before we go, Lena, let's, let's grade it like we've been doing every other one. Uh, this one probably oh, has man. the most unknown of any position we've done so far. Uh, so I'll allow you to go first. Well, oh, what grade you. do you give this unit?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going <laughs> to say... I mean, I'm going to go with a range again because I just feel like it's just so much unknown. Uh, I'm going to go with a C to a B. I, I think that, you know, I don't... I mean, I, I can't imagine... If Trayvon Diggs just absolutely explodes and goes nuts, maybe you could get this group above that uh, because there's a lot of great depth, you know? Um, but as of right now, there's just so much unknown. And and, and if if, like... Chadobi Wouzier from last year, Anthony Brown from last year, and let's say either canadae on the outside or and kick uh, uh, Brown inside, or Lewis on the inside, kick Brown outside. You know, if those guys are all just playing like they did last year, then I, I mean, I, I don't know that this is like this is a C a C group, right? It's it's got a yeah. lot of good talent, middling talent. Uh, probably a, a, a larger percentage of middling talent and maybe as maybe good depth but th- but at top up top there's just a lot of question marks and you're not exactly right. sure where the talent is
0: I don't love the top end talent yet I mean losing somebody like Byron Jones is gonna be hard to overcome but I do like the depth and I think that's why I'm not Overly pessimistic about the group. I like, I think Trevon Diggs in time is going to be a pretty good corner. I think Awuzier sometimes doesn't get enough credit. As we mentioned, Anthony Brown is somebody who the analytics love. And then we talked about all those other guys and Jordan Lewis and Kennedy and Reggie Robinson. So as a whole, I like the guys. Uh, I'll say a C with the potential to maybe get up to a B, B minus B by the end of the season with some development. Could be a little shaky early on with a lot of, you know, guys shifting up in positions with some rookies coming in with some new veterans. Uh, But I do like the long term outlook of this uh, cornerback room. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. Make sure you check him out on the Best Coast Boys, Boys podcast as well. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.